Welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge Service, and Intrepid Security, as always. Now, my guests this week are Andy Gilbert and Dave Dalton. Now, both from Alltag, Andy's the Vice President of Sales, and David is a Sales Director. We'll find out more about their specific regions in a minute. Now, Andy Gilbert became the Vice President of Sales for Alltag way back in 2013, general responsibility for the company's overall revenue and profitability but heavily involved in the marketing and product development bit too. Andy resides in Florida, his wife and two sons. Now, David is a sales director for Alltag here in Europe, responsible for the sales of all lines of the business into key accounts. David doesn't live in the Sunshine State like uh, Andy. Welcome to you both. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, always good. Now, come on, before we kind of get into the detail... Give me a little bit of the background. I'm going to come to you first, Andy. The journey that brought you to Alltag and maybe the, the dream as a, as a youngster with those shorts on growing up. Where in the States was it? What, what was the dream? And then just take us on a few key pointers through to joining Alltag. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But before, just one correction. I started with Alltag in 2003. So not I, th- I believe you said 2013. So, yeah, I started in 2003. Oh, actually, let's, um, uh, I must have, my mistake, let's start again with that bit then. I, I think that's what, I thought you said 2013, so I just wanted to make that correction. So, sorry. That's okay, no no problem at all. Right, we'll we'll go with that again. And I'll, I apologize, guys. I, all right, let's get it right. If I wrote that in my bio, it was a typo, and I apologize. No, it says 2003 on the screen, so that may be me. Right, here we go then, take two. Now somebody's ringing me. That was a good thing. Right. Welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag. And thanks to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge and Intrepid, as always. Now, my guests this week are Andy Gilbert and Dave Dalton. Now, both from Alltag, Andy is the Vice President of Sales and David is the Sales Director. Now, Andy Gilbert became the Vice President of Sales for Alltag way back in 2003. General responsibility for the company's overall revenue and profitability. But he's also heavily involved in marketing and product development. Now, Andy resides in Florida with his wife and two sons. David is the sales director for Alltag Europe with responsibility for sales of all lines of the business into key accounts. And David doesn't live in the Sunshine State, and we'll find out where he does live shortly. So welcome to you both. Thank you, sir. Happy to be here. Yeah, good to have you. Now, come on then, before we get going, give me a little run through your background, uh, the journey that brought you to Alltag. And I have to ask you, go way back when, what was the dream? Was it EAS as a youngster at, uh, at school peering out or was there something else that, uh, that was the driver at that time? Well, it, 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 the dream was not EAS. I had never heard of EAS, uh, actually. Um, I, I was very lucky. I graduated from university back in 1996 and, and I moved back to Boca Raton, Florida and I started interviewing for jobs as, as everyone does after college. And I um, had a mutual friend that introduced me to uh, Mr. Stuart Seidel, who is, who is currently the president of Alltag. Uh, so I met him, I was interviewing with a lot of other companies. Um, and at the time, Mr. Seidel had just started a brand new company called Unison. It was an EAS company, uh, but it was a startup situation. And that intrigued me. You know, I was, I was interviewing with, with large companies and and, and they were in, in different industries and things like that. 
And, um, you know, when they told me about, about Mr. Seidel's uh, startup with Unison, it, it was intriguing. I, I like the idea of starting on the ground floor with a new company, you know, learning something new and to be able to grow with the company and to, to be, you know, involved in all areas of the company and really grow with it and build something. That was really interesting to me. So I um, interviewed with him. He offered me a job. I, I obviously accepted the job. And that's how I got into EAS. And it was, it was specifically an EAS company, a very narrow focus. Um, it, was just, it was just him and I at that point. And we built that company up and we actually ended up selling it in 2009. So in 2003, we started Alltag here in the US. So we were kind of running Alltag and Unison simultaneously. They were kind of, we were running them out of the same building. And then Unison never got big like Alltag did. Unison grew to the extent that we were able to sell it to another company in the industry, but it never took off like Alltag. It didn't become what Alltag is today. So, um, you know, I, that, it was a pretty straightforward path for me. It wasn't this incredible journey. I've been with Stuart, uh, you know, since 1996. Um, you know, we've had a couple of different companies, but, um, you know, I've, I've never, I'm not one of those guys who worked for, you know, other EAS companies or I haven't bounced around a lot. I, I've been here pretty much the whole time. And it, I guess it's been a journey in a sense, but I have not bounced around. I've, I've been, uh, you know, with Altag pretty much uh, since the inception and very happy to be here and, and, and keep growing it. And, and how cool. So uh, employee one. Uh, with the first entity way back when that's uh, you know, that's 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 the payroll number to have <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it was it was a great accomplishment to to build that initial company and sell it um we you know we were very happy about that but we were also very happy to have have all tag um you know waiting in the wings as well to keep going with that because all tag was the that was the company that we knew uh was special and mm -hmm. that we could you know really make something out of it and grow it to what it is today and, and that's a hell of an entity to have waiting in the wings. That's uh, that, that's something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so very come on, lucky. Dave. We're very fortunate. Yes. Yeah. So come on, Dave. Over to you. Um, not quite such a long tenure. Uh, in fact, I suspect you, uh, you 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 wouldn't have been allowed to seek employment in two thousand and three. So uh, what 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 what, what, was, what was your route through? Um, yeah, similar to Andy, um, sort of growing up, didn't know what EAS was, <laughs> as most people do. Like growing up, as every young boy does in England, I think I dreamed to be a footballer, uh, soccer player. Kind of. um, and uh, yeah, we, we very quickly understood that, that wasn't going to be a real ambition. Um, so, uh, but yeah, come through school and university and similar to Andy off the back of university, going out and, and trying to find your way in the, in the world. Uh, started with a company called Computer Center, uh, based out um, sort of in Hatfield, in um, uh, just outside London. Uh, but luckily enough, the role that I took there was working with some of the biggest brands in the world, like IBM, Microsoft, Oracle, uh, Cisco, uh, sort of companies like that. So, cutting my teeth quite early on, working with with, with some really really big companies, which was fantastic. Uh, and then took a bit of a sideways step into uh, retail, uh, and that was. Well, a good 15 years ago now, working um, in a small company, sort of uh, selling in. So it's like the middle aisle in Aldi and Lidl. It was those sorts of products that we were, were buying and, uh, and selling into, into those guys, into the discounters. Uh, and then again, took a bit of a, a sideways step, but still within retail and supply chain, 
and ended up working for Checkpoint Systems, who are um, sort of one of the biggest companies in, in our industry in terms of EAS, um, specifically around uh, a niche area of source tagging. Um, worked with those guys uh, and again, working with some of the biggest retailers uh, in the UK at that point, uh, growing their source tagging business. Um, and then about four and a half years ago, um, got the call and moved over to Alltag um, and haven't looked back. It's, uh, it's been a fantastic move. We, we've, we've grown so much, certainly within uh, Europe, um, over the last sort of four or five years uh, to, to a real, really big, significant business now. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into to a lot of that. But um, yeah, same with Andy, really happy to be here and, uh, and to, to keep things going. It is funny, everybody I talk to from Alltag always seems to have a spring in their step and a smile on the face. So something must be going on there. So look, um, for those that don't know the business, and I know it's a little bit more than a, than a basic EAS, maybe this is one for you, Andy, since you've been there the longest to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. How would you describe Alltag? Talk to me about the business, where it operates, what it typically does, who it sells to. Just, just give me that high level overview. Sure, yeah. So primarily, uh, you know, fr from inception, uh, Alltag was an RF label manufacturer. It started in Belgium back in 1992. And um, the, 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 the US entity bought that out in 2011. We moved everything from Belgium over to the US in 2011. So the, the first unique thing about Alltag, and, and this is for um, the people in the US, you know, we're the only EAS company that has a manufacturing facility here in, in, in the US that's making RF labels here. And, you know, that resonates with people, you know, from a patriotic standpoint, of course. Um, but more importantly, it, it, it gives us a, a distribution center here in the US. So, you know, we're able to, to ship things more quickly than, than maybe other companies here that don't have that. Um, so, you know, it started out as an RF label manufacturer, but like you said, it's, it's grown to be a lot more than that these days. Now we have, of course, the office in the UK, we have a facility in Hong Kong, and we have a, a, a facility in Mexico City as well. And so we're, we're strategically located everywhere because we have clients all over the world. So no matter where our clients are, we can, we can service them uh, on a very, very uh, quick basis. And I think that makes us unique. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, our ability these days to, to collaborate with retailers and loss prevention executives to find out exactly what they need to fight their specific shrink problems, find out exactly what they need, and then to create solutions around that. You know, we don't, we don't, uh, in, we might get more detailed into this, you know, uh, further on in the podcast. But I have to mention the one unique thing about Alltag is, is our ability and our willingness to create something new. Um, we have complete flexibility and we'll do anything the retailer wants, um, you know, in, in terms of customization of products, you know, whatever they need to fight shrink or ORC shrink, we will do. So we don't, we don't just make things arbitrarily and just offer them to our clientele. We, we consult with our clientele, find out what their specific needs are, and then we design solutions around that. And I think that's what makes Alltag different than everybody else. Yeah, I guess it's um, uh, being big enough to have that flexibility uh, to supply, um, but not yes. so big that it's 
you know, there's no flexibility. So it's that sweet spot, isn't it, where you can supply, but you're not just so big that there is no flexibility options in there. It's so, exactly yeah. that's a great point. It's a great point. We have the ability to do it. We have all the resources that we need. So you're right, that sweet spot. But we're not so big that we're not nimble. We can, you know, uh, myself and Mr. Seidel and, and Dave, we, we all get together. We make decisions quickly and we, we, we work together and we don't need to work through a bunch of red tape. We can, we can pinpoint what the retailer needs. We can talk about it. We can discuss it. We can create it and then, and then make it happen for the retailer very quickly. And that's, you're right. So it is a sweet spot. So look, I, I hear there's been some uh, big wins for you guys of late. Certainly within Europe, there's been uh, rumours circulating which, which were confirmed. You know, talk to me. Maybe Dave, start with you. Give me give me a flavour of what's happening in Europe. If you can name check anybody, we always like those uh, as well. But but what what's it like from a European perspective at the minute? Yeah, it, to be fair, it's fantastic. It, it has been going really, really well. Uh, and I know you're goading me trying to pull out some names, but uh, look, we, we've had some some big, significant wins recently. Uh, so in, in in grocery, fashion, and apparel, and then a few some some of the really big guys uh, are trusting Alltag with uh, a significant portion of their LP budget now. Um, uh, and I think it's a real testament to, to Andy and, and Stuart and, and Tim, who's my boss in the, in the UK um, and, and Europe, um, that we've managed to pull this, this together over the last sort of, I mean, I've been with Alltag for four and a half years now, and, and the level of growth that we've seen in my time and certainly Tim's time with the company has been fantastic. Um, so, so, yeah, th those big wins around consumables, Andy, speaks about RF, um, that is by far our core business. But over the years, we've grown uh, to, to, to offer so many different lines of business uh, through RF and AM as well. Uh, and moving into the RFID space, uh, there's more and more uh, happening in that space. And we've got some very clever people in our business, some very forward-thinking people in our business that are really driving that, that uh, agenda change as well and supporting those retailers in that journey. So. Um, yeah, consumables is always going to be our, our core business, and we've had some really significant wins there. But helping around um, source tagging as well uh, has been really, really big for us, and, and certainly helping the retailers out in that space um, has been really, really important. And, and that's where we're seeing uh, growth for us uh, is around those consumables and source tagging. Dave, you, you're being too modest there. From, from what I hear, it was all you. That the rest of them had nothing to do with it. The word I'm hearing from these wins, <laughs> yeah. despite uh, Tim and Andy and the rest of the all tag team, it was won because of you. So uh, you know, wear the badge, wear the badge large, and wear it proud. So uh, yeah, and, and just remind everybody at every opportunity. I appreciate it. No, we we, we have had some, some some great, and it's always collaborative. You can't do it. Look, uh, Andy, so as Andy uh, alluded to, we're a really lean organisation. Um, we haven't got loads of red tape. It really is one of those situations that if I've got a question and we need a decision quite quickly, it's picking up the phone to Andy or picking up the phone to Stu, who owns the company, and just being like, can we do this? Can we do that? And it's like, yeah, if you, if you can make it work and you're helping your, your retail uh, partner out, then yeah, absolutely, let's do it. So uh, that you don't get that in a lot of companies. You do it all tag and... I think our customers are seeing that as well. We're, we're able to respond quickly. We're able to, I get phone calls from retailers now looking for sort of independent advice. What's this, what's that? 
and that comes from uh, being able to be um, yeah very uh, adaptable and flexible so yeah no ab absolutely and like i said you know having you know there is challenges in uh, in certain parts of the world uh supply chains are under pressure i think the fact you guys have got flexibility in production i hear that mentioned quite a lot in conversations uh in all seriousness you know your faces are there they've consistently been there people know you i think you know people buy people uh first and the product comes second so yeah uh it, it's a, it's a good vibe in the market so andy what's the what's the us looking like as well are, are the is Dave in Europe leading the charge at the minute? Are you managing to keep up? Well, I, I, you know what, I have to, I have to give David and his his team there in in the UK a lot of credit. They they are they are crushing it right now, as we say in the US. They are they are doing very very well. Um, we are we're doing well also, um, but but their growth has been impressive to say the least. But yes, we are. Um, I would say in this time right now, we're we're working with the, the top brands in the world, whether it's a whether it's a retailer or a product packager or a consumer goods manufacturer. We're on the big stage. We're we're working with all of the top brands, and you know I you know I mentioned RF labels, and and then Dave quickly mentioned AM labels. We're a leading supplier of both of those technologies to all of the major retailers in the world, and. And and there's no other company that can say that. You know, there's you have other companies that 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 are that are you know doing very well RF and other companies that are doing very well with AM. Alltag is approved by all major retailers with both RF and AM technologies. So that's another thing that makes us unique. Um, you know, I, I think the, the the key to our success here in the U.S. and and everywhere is our sales force. We have we don't have a lot of turnover here. There's not you mentioned Altag employees have having a spring in their step. They must because no one seems to ever leave. <laughs> we just we just had um, her, her name was Catherine Barry. She was with us since the year 2000. She just left because she retired. That's it. She just left. Everyone has been here for quite a long time. It is it is the most experienced and talented sales force in the industry. There's there's no question about it. From from an EAS standpoint, it's it's by far the most experienced and talented group that you're going to find, and that that is one of our keys to success. And and in the U.S., we have realized that that ORC shrink has become the hot topic, and you know there's you know you know we all see on the news it's a it's a nightmare out there there it's it's running rampant the ORC crime. And retailers are starting to lock up everything. They're starting to put things behind shelves. They're they're locking them up in cabinets. They're locking them up in plastic, you know, clear boxes and things like that. And that might reduce shrink to a certain extent, but the retailers don't like it because it reduces sales. You know, the, the shoppers don't get their shopping experience when things are locked away. So we are we have created some very, very affordable new customized products. That, that deter ORC from happening in the first place. It allows retailers to bring things out of lockup, put them back on the shelves where their shoppers can touch and feel them, yet the products are still protected. And that's, that's one of, that's been, you know, we're, it's, it's a new venture for us, uh, but we're far enough down the road now where we have some very big customers that are already buying them. We have others, others that are testing them. And this, this is the future, this is the future for us. 
For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. You know, it's the first time I've ever seen so much media coverage in Europe about the specifics of uh, the lost landscape in the US. You know, it, it made the Financial Times recently. The article talked about 200 US retailers had issued updates on you know, end of year profit and had mentioned retail crime in their updates to shareholders and the market. And it's just at an unprecedented level. We get updates on store closures and that granular level. I don't remember ever seeing that in, in such specifics in the in the UK and European press as we're seeing right now. And, and the levels of, you know, crime that's going on, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing we're seeing in in other markets in the world that we go to that have traditionally always been challenging, um, you know, and, and sort of a not not to disparage, you know, places like South Africa, which have got a long standing uh, challenging environment. But, you know, it, it's at those sort of levels, but it's unprecedented in, in, in the US as a whole. So, yeah, really, really um, unusual situation that uh, requires some creative thinking. So on that thinking, and I know I've heard uh you know, Altag talk about this quite a lot. In terms of what customers are talking to you about right now, clearly they've got you know specific requirements to a to a really difficult market. But where do you think people are on environmental issues? You know, has the landscape of, of challenge overtaken that, or are people still looking for you know uh, an eco solution as well with their tags and whatever's going? Dave, I mean, do you want to kick off on that? I know you've been quite passionate about it at uh, at events in the past but is is it continued to be at the fore yeah absolutely look we've spoken a number of times like I say at these events around sustainability and um i'll be completely honest and say that i think other things have, have come to the forefront in terms of agenda uh, for loss uh crime security safety uh, these are all really really important things for retailers but the sustainability piece it is a long-term um, concern for all retailers. It's not fallen off the agenda at all. It's absolutely still there. And we're definitely having conversations with those retailers and they're making, the, even the loss prevention teams now, making decisions based on sustainability criteria. It is part of these tenders that we're seeing. It's, it's a question now when we're sitting down or when we're in store with them uh, and they're saying so, what are we doing in this space? Have you got anything? Um, because they're challenged. They're, they're, the business has always been challenged and, and retail is being challenged with less plastic waste. We've had the packaging tax. We're, we're seeing new legislation come in. And we're constantly, as, uh, as Andy said, we work with a lot of uh, product manufacturers, CPGs, um, and, and our products being built into packaging, we need to be hyper aware that we are part of that supply chain. We need to make sure that we're providing the, the right solutions in this space. So, I mean, we've spoken about our, our AM labels uh, being our, our eco range of, uh, of AM labels. They're now 95% plus recycled plastic uh, in the makeup of the, uh, of the product. Um, we've got specific retailers. I won't name check them, uh, uh, unfortunately, but it has, it's, it's been a key criteria to us winning uh, their AM label business is being able to offer them 
not only innovative solutions in terms of the AM labels themselves, the size, the makeup and things like that, but being able to deliver those in a sustainable format. It's, it's not just ticking boxes, it's, it's ticking boxes, creating a box and ticking it and creating another box and ticking it because they're able to go back to their business. And we can now provide reports back to those businesses and say, by switching to this product, you have saved X amount of uh, tons of CO2 and X amounts of virgin plastic. Uh, and they're able to, so the loss prevention teams are now able to go back to their wider business and say, this is what we're contributing. Uh, and that has been remarkable, really. The feedback we've had from our retailers to say exactly what we're looking for, because each department within those retailers would have been challenged in this space. They now have that collateral to go, here is what we're doing. And it's been fantastic to see. And it's a shared responsibility. Everyone within that supply chain uh, needs to be on board because this isn't a one person or a one company or a, a one, but it is a global problem uh, that we all need to get on board with. So we're, we're trying to do our bit as best we can. So look, Andy, you know, let's take the energy market, for example. You know, a lot of volatility there, and we've seen coal-fired power stations come back online and mining for coal restart. And that's, you know, come to the, the fore and the environmental piece has been pushed to the back. What, you know, the, the US has got so many challenges at the minute in its retail landscape. Is it all about protecting product or is there still a backstory of, uh, of a green agenda there as well? There is certainly a green agenda. I mean, every in the landscape right now, you, you can't be a major corporation and not have a sustainability uh, agenda. I mean, it would be it would be completely irresponsible. And so, yeah, we're seeing that from, you know, a lot of the packaging companies that we work with uh, through source tagging. They're, they're, you know, as Dave mentioned, they're making their packages more green. And, you know, our AM label, for example, when it gets source tag on the package, it becomes a part of the package. So we're proud of the fact that our AM label uh, is, is going to be a sustainable part of the overall sustainable package. And that we're, we're very, very proud of that. So, you know, the, we're using the recycled plastic. It's, it's, um, you know, we're leading the charge in that way. And we're, we're happy to partner with these, these big companies that, that want to go that route. And uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Yes, everyone wants to decrease shrink any way they can, but, but we, would be, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, you know, take part in, uh, in this, this green initiative. So we're very proud of that. Yeah, I guess there's no point reducing shrink if we don't then leave a planet for the next generation to sell from, is there? So we've got to do something. 100%. Yes. So look. Um, Super exciting and so much been going on, but looking forward to the next, I don't know, 12, 18 months. What what does that next period of time look like for all tag? You know, new hires, new markets, new products, more of the same. What what's what's the sense? What's uh, what's the plan? Well, so I think I need to mention also that um we have I think moving forward, we're going to really, really dial into our RFID business, we have we have become very involved in this. There's the, you know, everyone knows about the Walmart mandate, and you know, Walmart is working with Auburn University to come up with, um, you know, these these RFID products that will help them manage their their um, inventory through the supply chain and and in the stores, and we have become heavily involved in that. We are. Um, you know, we, we know we have hired RFID specific employees that are that are helping us there. 
Um, so I, I think that's something that we're going to continue to look at over the next uh, you know couple of years. I think that's really going to take off for us. Uh, in our factory here in Boca Raton, I think we're going to invest in, in machinery that will allow us to do you know the, the RFID encoding here in the US. So uh, that will be important. Um, we're working with Amazon with their transparency program. So we're making labels that um, you know include the authenticity of the product. I won't go too deep into that because it's it's a very long convoluted story. But just to give you an idea of another you know avenue that that Alltag is taking. So Amazon authenticity, you know the the Walmart RFID stuff, just different things that we're branching off into. But other than that, we will continue to be um, an RF label manufacturer leading the charge there. Um, we will continue to find ways that retailers can protect their products from ORC shrink. They can do it. They can do it uh, efficiently, and they can they can do they can buy products that, that don't uh, that, that allow them to stay within their budget, and they don't have to lock them up behind the counters. So I think we'll continue down that path. So I mean, and, and you know, the the demand is is driven by um, excuse me, you know, just an unprecedented uh landscape that retailers are facing at the moment you know this pressure from crime gangs internal theft what, what's your take on the retail landscape is this the new norm is this where we've stepped to and then retailers need to adjust to compensate for that do you get the feeling that once there is new technology deployed that you know those levels of losses will fall back what, what's your take on on where it is are retailers going to open more stores are they going to close more stores you know it's a it's a really hard one to call but and in particular you've been around you know the whole retail picture for for a number of years now you look at it do you feel concerned do you think it's a blip what what's your take on where it's going to go i i unfortunately i don't think it's a blip i mean i i, I if i'm if i'm being honest i'm i am concerned and that's you know kind of why we're we're doing what we're doing we're trying to help retailers come out of this and stay open and, and, and keep the brick and mortar you know, stores there. We don't, we don't want to see that go away. People like to shop. People want to go into stores and they want to, they want to try stuff on. They want to touch and feel, you know, I mean, you know, my wife is ordering uh, from Amazon every week and we're returning half of what she orders because it's not the right thing. It doesn't, the, the clothing doesn't fit. It does, it's not the right product. We return half what we buy from Amazon. If you could go into the store and 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 that would not happen so uh, i am concerned and that that's why we're fighting the good fight we're trying to help retailers get past this but i would be lying if i said that i that i thought it was just a blip mm. because the, there is some success there these these orc gangs they're having success and um you know we don't want to get into politics here but there are certain policies in place now where the retailers aren't really allowed to do certain things. They're not allowed to uh, engage with these with these people that are that are storming into the stores and running out with stuff. The retailer they're supposed to stay away from it, let it happen. Um, and that's not just with ORC. That's with common theft as well. You know, you have to, you know, even like the you know the the the, the EAS systems at the at the front of a retail store. It's not enough just to have a tag that triggers the alarm of that. It's not enough. You have to have products. You have to have products adhered to the retail products that are going to deter theft from happening in the first place. 
And you know, it's not it's not foolproof. There is no there's no secret sauce that's going to eliminate shoplifting. It, you're you we're, we're creating things that will reduce common theft and reduce ORC to the extent that the retailer will, will realize an ROI. And that's our goal. If the retailer gets a return on their investment, their bottom line is good as a result of, of our products, then it's a win-win. Yeah. And, and Dave, you know, coming to you, what, what's your, would you agree? Are you seeing something different in terms of uh, retailers that you're talking to? Uh, I don't think within the UK and Europe, we're quite uh, experiencing what's going on in the US, but there's been a huge step change hasn't there, in the in the volume and uh, and violence as well that's been associated with uh, with thefts yeah absolutely it's, it's really tough out there every retailer is feeling it. every retailer that we speak to has, has a really challenging environment at the moment um and there are so many factors that are going into into this increase um orc is not uh, increasing standards uh, like andy was saying regular kind of shoplifting uh, is on the increase Pressures from the economy are driving a lot of that, I think, forcing people into making decisions that they wouldn't normally make. So when we talk about a blip, it's a sustained blip, if that makes sense. I think we're we're not seeing the other side of this yet uh, because of the the, the stubbornness of things like inflation and uh, and various other factors that are are going into the economy at the moment mean that this is a long-standing issue. So we need to provide solutions for right here, right now, with the idea that when we come out of the back of it, there are other solutions further down the road. We need to to to, to understand that this is a journey. This is a cycle. We see this everywhere. Well, we see the boom and bust in in terms of economy, shrink and crime and security kind of follow that same process, that same uh, pattern. Um, it just feels like it's a little bit more sustained now. Um, so so yeah, the the what we've seen over the last few years. Uh, in terms of coming out the back of COVID and then in terms of the economic pressures, th- this is our, our reality right now. So we need to help our retailers um, from, a, from a colleague safety point of view. As Andy said, if we can deter them from stealing it in the first place rather than trying to catch them at the door, um, we don't want those, those retail colleagues to be in, uh, in, in that harm's way. And you talk about an increase in violence, we're all seeing it, we all see, see the statistics. We as a community in the AS and security community, whenever we meet at places like retail risk, there's always seminars, there's always talks, and there's always things, what can we do? What can we do as a community to, to, to kind of broad, uh, to, to help each other? And that's what we're trying to do is, is provide those solutions. And, and if it means that, that, that we need to create new solutions, and that's something that we'll take a very, very good at. We're very, very innovative in that space um, with our Q family of products and various other things that, that are able to, as Andy said, keep those products on shelf so that regular shoppers can shop them, but at the same time try and deter that theft. It's such a hard balance to find. It really, really is. And more and more retailers are locking things away, which affects the customer journey. So we, we, we have to try and find that balance and get that right. But yeah, it's tough out there. And that is the crux of it, isn't it? It's to deter that theft, to de-escalate the situation, which then doesn't lead to a violent confrontation, which means that the retailer can make more profit and expand and function and the store staff feel safe going to work because they're not placed in a 
confrontation and violent situations. So, yeah, absolutely the key of it. Um, guys, brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me and share your insight. I am genuinely delighted that Alltag is going from strength to strength. Uh, you do have a, a terrific team, um, and I do always love the fact that a business has bases that people can remember and relate to uh, and make connections with and uh, and you guys are at the top of the tree when it comes to doing that but for now Andy Dave thank you very much indeed for taking the time to join me and look forward to seeing you in person in the near future thank you thank you very much Paul it was a, it was a pleasure being here and I really appreciate it thank you that was lovely. appreciate it take care